Well, the story says it starts with Jesus going back into the city the day before he had gone into the city, and it was something the church refers to as sort of the triumphant entry. It's when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, and everybody starts yelling that he's the king. Everyone starts to worship him as the king and calling him the king. Now, Jesus knows as he's coming back in that those that same crowd that had been calling him king within a few days, within a week or so, is going to start yelling, crucify him, crucify him. And it's not anything to do with that crowd. It's just people. That's our nature. And anytime we receive praise and someone's looking at us as though we're the king and as though we're making all this stuff happen, you just need to know within a few days they could be yelling, crucify you, crucify you. We flip like that. It's who we are as people. And Jesus has that on his heart coming in again to the city. And it says he's hungry. So he's in need. There's sort of the immediate need of feeling hungry. But then there's also this sort of heavy, maybe psychological or spiritual need that's also weighing in on that. And that's the way things are in our life a lot of times. Jesus lived the life that we live. And oftentimes we have maybe just a little problem. I'm a little hungry. But it's just intensified and it becomes a big thing because we just have this weight of life weighing down on us. Jesus sees a fig tree. It's on the way, on the road. Thanks, I'll get a little something to eat on my way back into the city. And he goes to the fig tree and there's no fruit on it. And everybody knows that looks at this. Some people project it onto Israel, but it's really, again, just a human condition. Jesus comes to us. He just wants a little fig. It's not something big. Sometimes we think of the calling that God has for us. This huge, it is a huge thing, but it's made up of just all these little moments. And it's these little moments where Jesus comes and it's a fig tree. That's the purpose of the fig tree. That's the calling of the fig tree is to produce. It's the name of it. It's the label to produce figs. He's walked past it probably before, but now he comes. He needs a little something to eat, and there's no fig. And that's basically a picture of, of who we are. God gives us all these resources so that we can build this life up as this tree. But then when Jesus comes, I used to think that you know, what this was saying was, we just need to quit saying no. I mean, I know from that was just what I was going through at the time. In my mind, every time I'd be living my life or whatever, and then there'd be these moments where, you know, even though I didn't go to church, and even though I wouldn't have described it as a Jesus moment, I knew that's what it was. And Jesus just said, and, and every single time, I just said no. And sometimes he'd just come to me saying, like, over and over, it'd be like the same thing, and I'd just say no. 
And I knew the problem in my heart was I just need to, at some point, I just need to say yes. But the problem here is, is that saying no, there was no other option for the fig tree. You see, sometimes we, it's just like, it's as though I have something to offer and the problem is I'm just saying no. And it's like we, we sort of hide behind this mask as though I'm not a totally deficient person. I could put something, I just don't want to. And what we're doing is we're hiding the fact that we have nothing to offer, even if we were to say yes. And the reason why the fig tree has nothing to offer is not because God hasn't been giving it resources so that it could have fruit to offer. It's that all the resources God was giving the fig tree for the calling in its life for the purpose to produce that this moment is speaking to, it used all those resources on itself in such a way that it had no fruit to offer. And that's a picture of who we are. God pours resources on us, but we use all those resources to build up a life so that when the time comes and there's this moment that's a moment of our calling. We say no because we don't have anything to offer. Because we've just built a life up where we're pouring everything into things that really have nothing to do with our calling. And, and you know, when you say that, it, it's not all be religious because Jesus says to the Pharisees, you know, you guys say when your parents come and ask for help, you say, oh, no, everything that I have has been given to God. And it's it's religious people. It's the church. We create this, this false religious facade like Jesus is king, Jesus is king. But at the same time, within a week, we're just denying. We create this religious facade as though we're just always saying yes, as though we have something great to offer, as though we've patterned our life to serve God. But when the real moment comes, we've used it all up on other things. And that's sort of, you know, when, when we hear that, it strikes us as bad news. And we kind of think, well, I mean, I need to start saying yes. Well, that's just not going to happen. Well, I need to start making sure that I do have it. Well, that's just not going to happen. I need to start making sure that I don't wrap my life around this, like myself, and I start, well, okay. But what this is a picture of is that whatever it is we say, that's where we're going to end up. And that's where we are. And that's why the good news begins with something called repentance. And that's all repentance is, is just realizing that, look, I mean, I know I should say yes, but I don't. I know I should have something. I have nothing to offer. I know that I've been given all this and I've been using it all myself and I need to change this up. I need to start looking for a grabbing a hold of this. Repentance is the beginning of good news is just coming clean with all of that. And it's not saying, oh, I'm going to change it now. I'm not going to. It's just coming clean, just saying, that's where I'm at. And that's probably where I'm going to be at forever. 
And if we think about it like that, we, we can come to that place as long as we hold out some sort of hope that we'll be better. But repentance is just understanding it is what it is right now. And I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that I shouldn't change. It's just repentance is coming to that place. And we view that as being bad news, but that's actually good news. Because what it is that God has to offer us, the hole that we've dug, it doesn't stop God's plan for us. And that's what we see here in the story. Jesus comes to the fig tree. He has an expectation that there's a fig. The fig doesn't happen. He says to the fig tree, well, then, you know, you're just never going to have fruit. And he, it's like with uh, Pharaoh, when God brings Israel out, it says Pharaoh hardened his heart, Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then it changes and says God hardened his heart. It's like God put a seal on it. And that's what Jesus did. And when that happened, all the resources just dried up and the tree with, why? Because all the resources are, are they're, they're completely given for the purpose of this calling. And Jesus says something interesting then. He comes looking for a tree, but what he finds is this sort of, again, what we talked about a few weeks ago, a teachable moment. They were surprised um, that the fig tree withered so quickly, and Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what is done to this fig tree, but you can also say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and, and it will be done. Jesus says, if you have faith. Well, what's the faith that Jesus is talking about there? Is it, well, faith in the gospel? Okay, yeah. Faith in God, yes. Faith in God. But what is it to this story? He walked in wanting a fig, and he walked away not getting one. The miracle happened, but the result of the miracle didn't change the fact that he still didn't have a fig. He could have done a miracle where figs all of a sudden grew on the tree. That's not the miracle that God did. God did another miracle. That's an important to think about because we always are in this train of thought thinking the miracle is that even though I have nothing to offer, I will. God will make it so that I do have something to offer. And that's not the miracle that happened here. We, we think, well, I'm hungry. I need a fig. This person needs a fig. This needs this. This needs to get solved. And the miracle is that I'll have that. That's not what the miracle was. What is it that you have faith in? Faith that, that God has a plan. Now, when you look at this story, here's a, there's a few verses here. It's in a crucial part of the gospel. People for thousands of years have been looking at this story and gaining life from it. God has been breathing life into the story, and it's been told over and over for thousands of years. Millions of people have benefited. What's better? The joy of eating a little fig because you're a little hungry, or a meaningful moment that lasts for all of eternity that people in hard times throughout the world, it's retold over, that's a part of the Bible. God's plan happened, 
And God's plan was much bigger, even than Jesus. Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. What he's saying is, is God has good plans. And me as a person, we're just naturally going to, I'm hungry, I need, I need a fig. There's nothing wrong with Jesus's expectations. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I just have bad expectations. Well, I mean, yeah, most of my expectations are bad expectations. But I mean, a lot of it is just normal stuff. It's okay to, if you're hungry, to, to want a fig or want a little bit of food. It's okay if you see someone hungry to, to want to be able to feed them or, or think in those terms. That, that's natural. There's nothing wrong with Jesus's expectations. There's nothing wrong with what Jesus was thinking. This might be what God's doing. But at its best, God's plan was so much better. And that's why Jesus says things like, I have food that you don't know about. Because the joy, whatever it is that needs to happen here, if I have this, I could go without a fig. I could go without eating. I could go to the cross. And I could die and wait for three days in the ground. If this is where we're heading. And what he's saying here is just have some faith. Of course, you're going to come to a moment where, God, why is this fig tree not producing fruit? Why is it I'm so hungry right now? That's where the children of Israel were in the wilderness. They came to, why are we hungry right now? Why is the situation not changing? But when we think of, well, what is God going to do? We're so locked into our frame of mind that I'm hungry, I need a fig, or this person needs this. He says, just have some faith that God loves you, God cares about you, and you have nothing to offer. You've been saying no. You've been using, but there's something here that God has a plan. And for the fig tree, it means, yeah, the fig tree can't walk away out of this story thinking, oh, what a great person I am. Well, that's not a bad thing because we're so twisted, we don't need to go there anyways. But nonetheless, the fig tree is in the story, and it's leading to this teachable moment where God's changing people's lives. Jesus walks away, still hungry. He says, have some faith. And the word he says is, don't doubt. And what that word means, it's like, don't separate out or, you know, like take these. It's basically the word for quit overthinking it. You know, whenever we're in a situation and it's like, I just feel like, I don't know exactly what needs to happen, but I feel just this intensity and I feel like this needs to happen. And it's not working out the way that I thought it was going to work out. What I do is I just start thinking about, well, maybe I should do this, or maybe this should have happened, or what if this, or maybe I should try this out. And, And you just start overthinking this whole thing. And Jesus just saying, don't overthink it. There's If the truth is we don't have anything to offer, if the truth is that God has a plan, though, that is going to include us, it's just waiting for God's plan to work out. But when we sit there and overthink it, it it doesn't produce anything except just cause us to have less and less faith in God's plan. God's plan here was to do something wonderful. It it didn't mean giving a fig. It didn't mean addressing Jesus's physical hunger. But Jesus had talked on the Sermon on the Mount. It's a 
hunger and thirst for righteousness. This is what's the righteousness, the righteousness of doing the right thing. No, a hunger and thirst for he's about ready to go to the cross to die for our sins so that we can have a new way of relating to God so that even though we have nothing, we do have something now because of our connection to Jesus. And Jesus hungered and thirsted after this. And this was God bringing out this teachable moment to help the disciples to help us. What do we have at our disposal when we're going through that stress of things not working out the way we think? This need, it's not even a perceived need, it's a real need, starts increasing and blowing up. And we're just feeling like we're just sort of left out there. And we're, it's the exact moment we had talked about, Israel, it's the exact moment of Israel when they were going through the wilderness and they started thinking, well, did God just bring us out here to kill us? We should just go back to slavery. We should just go back to Egypt where they were killing all of our kids because we at least we had some pots of meat there. We're locked into this frame of mind, focused on the figures, whatever it is. Thinking through it isn't going to help. But what Israel should have done is just had faith. Look, God led us out. That means God has a plan. God is here in the cloud. His presence is with us. He's got a plan for us. And God has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for us as a church. And he's just saying, have some faith in that plan. If he starts a plan, he's going to finish it. And the fact that we've, whatever, come up short, that doesn't matter because it was never dependent on that to begin with. God has a plan that's good. And then he says, here's what we have to offer. Because of our connection to Jesus, if we're willing to just be honest and say, I've got nothing, (laughs) you know, I've got a moment of honesty. We have that to offer. A moment of honesty, that's what repentance is. We have that to offer. And it's only a moment because we can't offer that for too long because we're going to go, you know, within a few minutes, we're going to be somewhere else thinking we're awesome. It's this fluctuation back and forth of the crowd. But we have a moment when we can grab a hold of it and just say the truth. And there is something there that helps us to understand God does have a plan. There is need, but we can see God has been working. And then we have this. He says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Again, Jesus was hungry. He implicitly went to the tree And so that's asking, (laughs) what is it he's talking about there? He walked away with God's plan. And if you were to ask Jesus, would you rather have the fig that this story had all started out with? Or would you rather have this teachable moment with the disciples that the Holy Spirit has caused to be remembered and to be talked about throughout the Gospels for thousands? I mean, Anybody would choose this. He says, we don't need this 
We need this. This is not dependent on us having something to offer. This is dependent on God working it out and, and God's plan. Just have some faith in that. And he said the result of this plan, what it's pointing to, where he's headed on the cross, the relationship that we have to God is the difference between us and the fig tree is God loves us. He cares about us. God hears us. We have something to offer, not because we're a fig tree that's full of figs. We don't have something to offer because we have all these words of wisdom. We don't have something to offer because we're these wonderful people. We have some money, this or that, or we have these skills, to, or we're such good planners. or we're on to, We have nothing to offer in that world. But we do have something to offer because God loves us. We have something to offer because when we speak, God hears us. And what Jesus is saying is, look, he had been praying. He had been talking to God. No one sees it. But as we start encountering these problems in life where we're stressed, we're trying to figure out what's going on, just sometimes we just need to stop thinking because it's not really... And it's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to run. It's no, it's just that our thinking isn't going to, we're not going to think ourselves out of a lot of these problems. But look for some indications. Has God shown that he has a plan for me? Has God shown that he cares for me? And, and start talking to God and asking God, start working, instead of working it through in our mind, with this wrong frame of reference of what can I, what can I, 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 what should I? And it's like we're talking to ourselves. Instead of talking to ourselves about it, just start talking to God and just saying, God, I don't understand what's going on. And a lot of times that this happens, for me, here's how that process of prayer starts to plan out. I start talking through it, and it's like I'm thrust into prayer because I'm just feeling depressed. I'm feeling down. There's like these weights that all these things are happening. And so you're thrust into prayer. And all of a sudden, I start realizing I actually don't even know at this point what I should be praying for. You know, I mean, I have, I mean, I want this fig kind of, I guess, but I don't even know. I'm starting to feel like that might not even be what this is all about. So I don't know. And I start being cognizant of God, I know that you have a plan. I know that you see things clearly. I, I know that you know what is needed here, but I just don't have a clue. And so I don't know what I'm coming to you for. I don't know what I'm asking for here. You know, Jesus says, ask, and I don't know what to ask for. And you start processing that with God. And then all of a sudden you come around to, it's like, all I know that I need right now is I I guess I just need some sort of encouragement. And I and then I start thinking, through, it's like, what, you know, it's like, I just asked for this yesterday. Why is it I have to spend my whole life? Can't I just finally just step up and just like face something? And it's like, do I need this? But God loves us and cares for us. And God always gives that encouragement. Now, do I walk away? You know, I came initially, the conversation started with me wanting to fake. And do I walk away with it? No. But what we walk away from is something better. Knowing that God has a plan. He's taking us in a direction. He cares for us. He hears us. He's going to bring us encouragement. 
He's in this with us. And for Jesus, even though that plan, the plan that God had for him, meant him dying on the cross, in the end, it meant after three days as we get to Easter, him being raised from the dead and him pulling us all in as children of his into this new way of connecting with God, a way that's paved by forgiveness. And it, he freed God's love to be able to just come to us even though we don't deserve it. As we go through, you know, life and you, we come into these moments where the stress hits us. Look for, think about God's plan. Have faith in God's plan. And instead of having an internal conversation with ourselves, have it with God. Start talking through it with God and, and see where God takes you. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for the plans that you have with us, our plans in this life. Forgive us for always falling short, for coming up with nothing. But work it out so that your gospel is preached, so that this message of your love that isn't attached to us having something it is seen through all this. And thank you for the encouragement that you bring us. We ask this all in your name, Jesus. Amen.